Welcome to That's Awesome ID. My name is Leslie Early, and each week I will be speaking with a different guest and learning about one thing they think is awesome in the field of instructional design. Okay, I am super excited because as a teacher, former teacher myself, I'm excited to have this guest here with me today because she is like going to have so much good information for all you teachers out there who are trying to transition into instructional design. Without further ado, I have uh, Sarah Stevick here with me. She's a former teacher turned instructional designer, and you are the founder of The Next Step, Life After Teaching, an amazing resource. Let me turn it over to you if you want to give like a quick recap or a quick bio, let the listeners know, you know, a little bit about you. Sure. Well, thank you, Leslie. I'm super excited to be here today with you. And hello to all the listeners out there. Um, Like Leslie said, I am Sarah Stevick. I've been an instructional designer since July. I started my job search back in February. And something that really struck out to me when I was looking was I just needed a little bit of help. I couldn't figure out right off the bat, what my resume should say, what is a portfolio, what goes in it, um, the different tools of the trade that I needed to know. And if I had just had a little bit of direction, I feel like it would have been a lot easier of a transition. And so that really got me thinking, you know, how, how can I make this easier for other teachers, other teachers who are ready to say goodbye to teaching for whatever reason. And please know whatever that reason is, I fully support you, no teacher shaming or anything like that. And so I've noticed on a Facebook post, somebody posted like, I'm just so done. And, and I went out, somebody tell me what, what can I do? I feel like I can do nothing. And isn't that so true? We feel Mm -hmm. like we can do nothing. Yeah teachers. And that's so sad because teachers are so fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I basically said, well, you know, I just transitioned to instructional design and if anybody's interested, then they can contact me and I'm happy to, you know, give you the lowdown. Cause at that point I had been with a couple different people and mentored them a little bit through their transition. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can help a couple more. Well, I received so many emails Yeah, there was no way I could possibly meet with all everyone. Mm-hmm. So I set up a Zoom meetup and I, and I said, well, if I'm meeting with teachers, I better have my stuff together. So yeah. I made a PowerPoint and that one PowerPoint and one Zoom meeting became an eight webinar series. And then it just started taking off and realized that they needed a place. So yeah. we created the LinkedIn group. Uh, the next step, life after teaching, please look us up. Happy to have anybody making this transition. It is a sale free resource. Everything we do is a hundred percent free will remain a hundred percent free. And we're actually looking at filing for a nonprofit in January. That's super exciting. I didn't know that. It's very exciting. And our, and our goal is, uh, you know, I have a lot of volunteers. We just structured the organization, which is crazy. Um, but we have a lot of volunteers that are super excited to help. So we've been able to offer live coaching and mentoring availability on our website. Mm-hmm. We've been able to offer, um, additional webinar sessions coming up. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And also the opportunity to design. So we realize there's a lot of things that are very unique to the teacher to ID transition. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to create these resources and we don't have time as, you know, 
we're, we're running the group and we're doing our full-time job and most of us are moms. And so we're like, let's open it up. Let's give this opportunity to people trying to get into instructional design to build their portfolio. So it's that whole volunteer page is coming soon and it'll be open to any teacher wanting to look to get their feet wet. That's really exciting. So I do have some other questions, but you said something that, um, kind of like perked my ears up a bit is the, the opportunity to design, because I think, um, not to, not to devalue, um, you know, webinars and, and, and handouts and things like that. And even doing like calls or consultations and things that's all great, but that's just talking about something that's not actually doing it yourself, you know? So I think it's great if you're, if you're going for your nonprofit and what I would suggest is, you know, creating little, little design groups or little projects, giving people the chance to, um, work on projects together in an actual team. And if that's, and if that's benefiting, you know, you're creating something on a volunteer basis, that's going to help, you know, some outside community. I don't know for it, like, I can't think of an example, but, you know, creating some sort of training that would benefit, you know, a, a, a business or service in your community. That's great. And then now people can put that on their resume yeah. and they have the experience and they can talk about it when they go into a job interview, right? They can say, yes, I did this with this volunteer organization, which, you know, I'm going to plug designed by humanity, but that actually also helped me a lot is because I built something with a group of volunteers, but it's still a real project that exists in the real world. So yeah, that's awesome. And if that's on your plan, then I, I think this is even better than I thought it was going to be. So yeah, so, absolutely. No, that's, that's actually exactly what we're doing. So kind of like how design by humanity, um, you know, makes trainings for diversity and inclusion, uh, we would be making instructional materials for teachers transitioning to ID. Oh, even better. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. It would be that specific, but that, yeah, yeah, that's great. So that's, that's what we're building. And we've already had people starting. I have, um, Erin, uh, Chancellor. She is our, uh, multimedia and, um, relations director. So she's been putting our website a little bit more together and getting our newsletter out. She puts all of that on her portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, the person under her will help create some other materials that go on their portfolio. I have a whole bunch of little like videos that I have in mind that I'm just going to pass out to people. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a team-based thing. And, uh, yeah, it's that it's, that's exactly what it is. That's really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, so I guess you sort of have already answered this question, but you know, what, if you had to give an elevator pitch of what is the next step life after teaching? How would you pitch this to somebody or explain it to somebody? Sure. So I would explain the next step life after teaching as a guided path, a step-by-step on how to start taking actionable steps in leaving teaching to go into instructional design. We talk about how to revamp your resume we give you the words that 
should be utilized within a resume. We talk about how to optimize your LinkedIn. We talk about how to interview, how to apply for jobs. So everything that you would need to secure a position, we don't necessarily teach the instructional design component, Mm -hmm. but we teach how to translate all of that awesome, amazing talent that you developed as a teacher Mm -hmm. into instructional design language. And we also show you where your gaps are Mm -hmm. so that you can work through resources like LinkedIn Learning or go through a program or whatever you choose to develop the actual, you know, learning instructional design materials there. Um, But the biggest thing that sets us apart from everything else is that we are free, 100% free. And that is the biggest thing because teachers deserve nice things too. Right. When I was looking at transitioning, I had people, oh, I can help you for the low, low price of (laughs) $7,999. Oh, I guess I'll be a teacher forever. And that's not true. You do not need to have a certificate to make this jump. You do need to put in the work and you do need to fill your knowledge gaps. Mm -hmm. But if you're motivated and you can definitely do this and we're the group to help you do that for free. Yeah, I love that. And it it's so true that uh, I, I have mixed feelings right now, what's happening, what I see happening on LinkedIn. So I see, yes, there's a huge influx of teachers. I knew this was going to happen. I had a feeling this was already going to happen. But as soon as, you know, the pandemic came and, and, you know, even in the springtime, schools were still open, but, um, going through the summer, it seems pretty clear that a lot of schools, you know, whether they're going virtual or staying in person and no matter what, it's going to be either a lot of pressure on teachers to try and do that virtual balance or a health risk to teachers who are going full-time into the classroom. So no, no matter what, it wasn't going to be a, a happy situation for teachers. So I kind of knew this was coming oh, quite a while ago that there was going to be a big influx of teachers. But in the, since the fall, I think since, since it really, they really started coming in, there's been more awareness in the instructional design community that this is happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And so and it's you see polar. it, huh? What was it's that? Very polar. The yeah. Perception of it. Yeah, so there's like sort of a negative perception on one end of the spectrum, but then I also see people who are now targeting. Targeting's maybe too too strong of a word, but no, now it's a good word. I are like you. are um, focusing on these teachers coming in and sending a lot of marketing messages out to these teachers. So, so I have mixed feelings about it because some of them are legit good services that I think people can pay money for and get a lot of value out of it. And some of them, I feel like, "Eh, is this really, especially because teachers are underpaid as it is. So is this really going to give, you know, I just don't like to see the like sort of false. They're taking advantage of of the desperation. Yeah. And I 100% agree with you. I think that it is completely fine to sell that as a service to help career transitioners with their transition. However, 
it needs to be a fair market price. And unfortunately, a lot of these people coming in are very naive to what that fair market price is. And they are so desperate to get out that unfortunately they stumble across someone and they think that this is their only way out. And so they say, I, I've seen some very astronomical prices, like Mm. upwards of $3,000 for three months. Um, so my advice to listeners for that really would be if you want a private coach, absolutely go for it. I think there's a lot of value to be had. I would say take advantage of your free resources first, mm-hmm. determine if you actually want to pursue a coach. And if you do, you need that extra support or you want somebody to sit down with you, write your resume or portfolio, or you need that weekly one-on-one. That's great. Shop around mm-hmm. because believe you me, there are very reasonable services out there. Um, you can get a resume portfolio written, or they work with you to write one for about a hundred dollars. That's reasonable. Um, you can get coaching and, and, uh, feedback for about, you know, $300 mm-hmm. for a complete program. Mm-hmm. You do not have to pay thousands of dollars for this. Please mm-hmm. do not just take the first thing, do your research your research. Yeah. And I think I like that. Um, the other thing I really liked about the next, next step life after teaching, when I really had a chance to actually like poke around the website and get a better feel for like what's there and what's available is that it's sort of also serving as like a hub and like kind of gathering a lot of these resources into one place. Whereas like that is half the battle, right. Of like searching and Googling and like finding the different resources yourself. That's like a job in itself is just to get, gather everything. So, I really like how you've sort of centralized and I know it's a work in progress. So you're like still adding more things every day, but what's there already is a pretty good foundation. So, um, definitely the resources are out there to do it on your own. And, um, it always feels better to have feedback. So if you want to pay for a coach, sure. But, um, having a community of people, I think is more important and having that localized place where you can go and find things and, um, sort of start on your own path. Because, you know, as you said, a lot of what we already have as teachers is immediately transferable to becoming an instructional designer. Of course, there are some gaps, but the gaps in my mind are about tools and about maybe company culture and a couple of these different things. The lingo we use is a little different, but all of that stuff you can do on your own. You can find the information or practice it on your own. If you're motivated enough to do it, not saying that, you know, not putting this on everybody else's shoulder, like (laughs) you have, you're failing because you're not motivated. That's not true. I paid for certain classes because I know that I'm not motivated to do it on my own, but, um, it's a learning style. Well, you know, quote unquote learning style. We know everybody, you know, we're shifting away from that learning style mentality, but no, I I completely agree. It's, it's finding the resources. And that's what we really want to serve as is, is almost like a library. Mm-hmm. for people to come and reference and find what they need and create their own path because there is no one way to become an instructional designer. And I think that's really important to be aware of is that if, as you're going through this journey, you come across something, you're like, 
I have a gut feeling that, that this could be the best way for me. Follow that, you know, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. because somebody else made it work for them doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for you. And so we really encourage that by just trying to provide everything and a suggested path to start on, and then have you branch out and do it how it best makes sense for you. Right. And I kind of also like this um, LinkedIn group because it's also building that community aspect where you feel like, okay, I, your LinkedIn group has quite a few members in it now, right? More than a hundred. Where is it? 220. Was, yeah. The last time I was looked, it was like almost 200. So um, yeah. So you, it, it makes a big difference to know you're not the only one going through this. There's lots of other people who are trying to do the same thing. And, um, at least it's a place to go and kind of get to know some of these people and, and maybe make connections that way. So I think you're really on the right track. Um, Thank you. I have some awesome volunteers, you know, my, Heidi Kirby is my, my right hand man. And, you know, Aaron Chancellor has been amazing. Cheryl Oberlin. And, uh, I also have Bethany Kilgore. So, it's just taking off in a phenomenal way. And our LinkedIn group, just so that everybody is aware, we do take anybody who wants mm-hmm. to be an instructional designer with an education background. And it's a place, it's a safe place where you can post work and ask for reviews and other eyes and opinions. We do different activities every day. Every day is a different hashtag. And we make those interactive posts. So it's not just a place to connect with like people, it's also a place to learn and to Mm -hmm. grow and to get that feedback that it's important. Yeah. Yeah. So that brings me to my next question, which is how, like, I have wanted to get involved. I'm sure there's other people maybe who are in a similar situation, um, who would like to get involved. So, so for instance, if I wanted to volunteer time, you know, maybe a couple hours or whatever, a week to kind of help out with fielding questions, you know, or seminars or things when, when people have a lot of questions, how would I do that? How would someone volunteer their time like that for, for you? Well, that's a fantastic question. And that's one that we've actually been asking ourselves. So (laughs) in asking ourselves that question, we've actually decided to restructure. We're going to have a page coming in January, uh, probably early to mid January where it's the volunteer page. You can learn all about our different volunteer opportunities because you can volunteer as a facilitator, as a coach mentor, as a uh, ID, as a content developer. So we have different types of volunteer opportunities. And so you would submit your interest form and then one of us would meet with you and just, you know, check everything out and make sure that your intentions are, are the same as ours, of course. And then mm-hmm we would get you assigned to your first project and get going. It's, it's going to be a pretty organized uh, situation for volunteering here shortly. But in the meantime, if you want to reach out to myself, Sarah Stevick or Heidi Kirby or Aaron Chancellor, Cheryl Oberlin, please do. We're, we're always happy to have people and we might not be able to assign you right now, but mm-hmm. we're definitely collecting names for our list of people who show interest. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So, um, so to be continued or to be determined at the moment, right. We're waiting for the volunteer. Okay. (laughs) For the website page. Okay. Um, well, I guess that's kind of 
that's that's it in a nutshell. So again, I'm super excited about this project. I think it's exactly what a lot of people need. I think it's going to be a great resource and, um, you know, whether you know it or not, and I'm sure you do know it, but I'm sure you're, it's going to make a big difference in a lot of people's lives um, as they are trying to transition out of teaching right now. So well, thank you. Yeah, it's been, I, I have to say, it's been a gift to be able to give back to my community in this way. And I think the biggest gift of all is that I get to see people pay it forward. And I was really missing that as part of really just society right now and, and seeing that good. And through this initiative, I have seen so much good and so much kind heartedness and genuine caring that it's, it's uplifting. It's invigorating. So I absolutely love it. I would say if you're looking to transition, please check out our website at www.lifeafterteaching.co. Mm-hmm. And Feel free to email, feel free to connect, and we'll be running our next webinars in March. Sign up for that. We'll begin in mid-January as well. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Thanks for having me, Leslie. I loved it, and it's just such an honor to be, to be here. So. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. Have a good rest of your day. Of course, you too. 